is a weekly podcast to update you on the volcanic activity of the week. I'm one of your hosts, Corinne Jorkinson. And I'm your other host, Alessandro Mosu. We are a PhD student at the University of Geneva. We study volcanoes, and we're here to give you all the hot volcano news. First, a quick update on some of the week's volcanic activity, and then the focus of the week. So, today is the 31st of May, and this is your week's volcano news. Okay, so let's start in the Americas. So, Semispochnoi in Alaska had low-level eruptive activity on May 30th, resulting in ash emissions, elevated volcanic tremors, and elevated surface temperatures. We also had another eruption in Alaska this week from Great Sitkin, uh, with an ash plume that rose up to 4.6 kilometers. HVO, the Hawaiian Volcano Observatory, has officially said um, on May 26th that the, that Kilauea is no longer erupting. There was a period of over 48 hours where there was no active lava seen in any of the webcam images, and it's unclear at this point if this is just a small little break or a longer pause, but the entire lava lake surface is now solidified and there's been a decrease in SO2 emissions, so it's officially over for now. So moving further south, as always, there's lots of eruptions. Any guesses to who has the tallest plume this week? I don't even know why we are bothered anymore about that, Corinne. It's potentially always Sabakaya. That is right. It is Sabakaya, which wins with 7.9 kilometers this week. Uh, We also saw explosive eruptions from Rantaro in Ecuador, along with uh, two lava flows from... Uh, Senge, Santiguito, Fuego in Guatemala, and also plumes and existing lava flows from Pacaya this week. Actually, okay, super funny. I found pictures on Twitter of somebody making pizza at the Pacaya lava flow last week. That's the way. (laughs) Pacaya pizza, you know. It was first, it was the Icelandic hot dogs, now Pacaya pizza. What's next? What's next? I don't know, Atna (laughs) popcorns. In Asia, there were uh, explosive eruptions as per usual from Suanazajima in Japan and Yukono in Almahera. And moving in Indonesia, we have several activities there actually from Lewotolo, Sinabung, Semeru, and Krakatau. I, every time someone brings up Krakatau, I always think about the thing you talked about from the screen painting from one yeah. of our past episodes. Uh, it's really fun. If, if you guys haven't checked it out, the episode from April 26th, 27th, uh, it's called Between Arts and Eruptions. Um, Alessandro talks about uh, some things with Krakatoa. We also have some activity at Merapi in central Java, always in Indonesia, and where the lava dome continues to grow with some small collapses triggering frequent uh, avalanches. In Tal, uh, in the Philippines, the unrest continues but nothing yet, no eruption for the moment. Okay, in Europe this week we saw lots of shows from Mama Edna. She's been really trying to be the most talked about volcano in the world this week. Since last week there's been at least six lava fountaining episodes, moving away from her normal one eruption and then rest for a few days. And stunningly, between May 25th and May 26th, Edna did three paroxysms in 24 hours. Yeah. Incredible. That's our dude from Sicily. In Iceland, there has been some uh, excitement last week as lava flow flowed over a defense wall made out of soil hills that was put into place to try um, actually to protect the road. But uh, early last week, it flowed over, so uh, lava is still flowing out slowly but surely. 
In Russia at Shveluch, which maybe I pronounced incorrectly, the lava dome continues to grow and satellite data has shown a thermal anomaly at the dome. Lastly, at Piton de la Fournaise, La Réunion en France, uh, the eruption which started on April 9th was determined to be officially over on May 24th. Okay, that's it for the quick update. Um, next, we move to the focus. Uh, thanks to our many sources at volcanodiscovery.com, as per usual, the Smithsonian Global Volcanism Program, as well as the USGS, KVERT, Merapi Volcano Observatory, the Javala Volcano Observatory, all the volcano observatories. <laughs> of the world. <laughs> Great. Okay, so for this week's focus, we're going to talk about what's been happening at Niragongo again, uh, because sadly, it's not all over, though hopefully the worst is. So just to get you guys all up to speed as to what's been happening uh, as up to what happened last week. So Niragongo is a stratovolcano about 15 kilometers north of the city of Goma in the Democratic Republic of Congo. This volcano is well known for its lava lake and its low viscosity lava. Both in 1977 and 2002, the lava lake was emptied, resulting in fast, destructive, and deadly lava flows wreaking havoc on the city of Goma and surrounding villages. Just last week on May 22nd, there was a new eruption where a fissure on the eastern side opened and produced fast-moving lava flows, which reached the outskirts of the city of Goma by the morning of May 24th. As of today, there have been 32 people who have died from this eruption, as well as many missing children. So, from the last updates, no further eruption occurred at Nevergo, luckily, but uh, the alert level remains very high. According to the government agency Random Seismic Monitor, several seismic activity have been detected in the southeast sector of the volcano, and the biggest one at Lake Kivu, in the Rubayu district, at 10.37 local time on May 24th. Also reported um, by the New York Times that Lake Kivu can represent itself another threat over the years as the volcanic activity has resulted in accumulation of carbon dioxide and methane in the solution at the bottom of the lake. Lake Kivu is pretty deep, and this layer of gases does not mix with the rest, paraphrasing the words of Benoit Smets, a geological hazard expert at the Royal Museum of Central Africa in Terburen. Okay, actually, let's chat about this a little bit more, because this is actually a really interesting phenomenon. So what are these gases coming from? How do they get to surface? What kind of risks do they actually pose? So there's actually a name for this sort of danger, which I just found out about today. It's called limnic eruptions. This is where, at the bottom of the lake, it can become heavily saturated in CO2, and in Lake Kivu's case, methane as well. And now the CO2 is thought to come from two main sources um, for these kind of limnic eruptions either from volcanic gases emitted underneath the lake or by decomposition of organic material. And it's thought at Lake Kivu there is both. Now, when we think about CO2, we think about as a, as a gas, normally, at least I do. Um, so we would think that it would float up and out of the lake and everything would be fine. And this kind of happens at lots of lakes where there's CO2 from below, but then it comes up and goes away. But here, there's a little bit of a different situation because of, of pressure and some extent uh, temperature. So at the cool bottom of the lake, there's a higher pressure. So the CO2 is actually in solution with the water. But if the lake becomes unstable for any reason, could be an earthquake, volcanic eruption, or even just reaching a saturation point, then the CO2 comes out of solution. And of course, at that point, it would move upwards driven by buoyancy. And in some cases, it, it erupts. 
Now this is a fairly rare phenomenon because you need an area with a lot of CO2 input and a lake that doesn't mix well and remains uh, stratified. But unfortunately, this is the case for Lake Kivu. Now, these limnic eruptions are dangerous because a large amount of water can be displaced and cause tsunamis, but also the gases themselves are dangerous. CO2 and methane are not things you want to breathe in concentrated amounts, so clearly this poses an additional risk to the city of Goma, which is directly on the lake. So, the experts, as you can imagine, are pretty worried, and there are several reasons why they're so worried. There is a monitoring data gap. Since the eruption, several earthquakes took place in an area accompanied by volcanic tremors, ground cracks around the city of Goma, and ground deformations. And the possibility of a second eruption can also not be ruled out. Researchers at the Observatoire de Volcanologie de Goma, uh, OVG, uh, hypothesized several scenarios that could occur in the near future. The first hypothesis involved an eruption at the southern flank, in the areas of Giseni and Goma, where several fractures opened. This might result in the potential destruction of this zone by the lava flows. So another scenario also involves the southern flank, but in this case with a greater impact on the surrounding areas. Uh, in fact, it also takes into the account the development of the eruption through the inner city up to Lake Kivu. In this eventuality, the volumes of lava would be able to destroy entire areas of the city of Goma and Jisini, and would also be able to reach Lake Kivu. This second intermediate scenario envisions that, yes, the lava could actually reach the lake, and by heating it up by a whole degree, um, but without the release of CO2 present in solution in the deep uh, waters of the lake. So the third scenario is the worst one. In that case, the cracks extend also inside the lake, triggering an overturn of deep lake water rich in dissolved uh, CO2. This will produce uh, catastrophic consequences with release of huge amounts of CO2, killing animals and people at lower elevation. This scenario can also be triggered by a sufficiently powerful earthquake under the lake. Okay, so finally this last scenario is the one that most people prefer, and it's where there's no eruption that happens, and also that the seismic activity decreases. Indeed, uh, ground cracks similar to those that uh, were pro produced after this eruption um, were also produced after both the 1977 and the um, 2002 eruptions, and in both cases no additional eruption occurred. In that case, the cracks have been uh, related to uh, ground adjustment after the ejection of a very large amount of magmas. Last updates from VolcanoDiscovery.com uh, noted that there seems to be a decreased trend in the seismic events. So we really hope this is the, the case for our fourth scenario, that no eruption. Like. Yeah, we really hope that, but it's pretty clear that the alert level remains pretty high. Indeed, the risk of a second eruption to occur leads the authorities to order a partial evacuation of Goma on May 27th. Of course, it is also very important to constantly monitor the volcano, in these days more than ever. Several scientists from Italy's uh, ENGB are arriving in the area to help Goma Volcano Observatory monitoring the volcano and to assess the uh, situation. Um, as well as the American Volcano Disaster Assistance Program uh, of the USGS is providing technical assistance um, to the Volcano Observatory. So with that, we are left hoping that no other eruption will occur in this area that is now uh, 
that is now living in a very difficult moment and needs a lot of humanitarian help. Uh, the Red Cross and the UNICEF is working hard in order to reunite the hundreds of children who were separated from their family. And uh, the UN Refugee Agency, UNHCR, is working with is working with the DRC government and other humanitarian agencies um, in the evaluation of damages and, and ready to support to continue its support to the Rwandan authorities in this emergency situation and helping Rwanda and assisting people not uh, able to turn to return to the DRC quite yet. Other help is likely arriving from the U.S. Agency of uh, International Development. Uh, indeed, the eruption causes damage also at the water pipelines, uh, removing the access to drinking water to a huge amount of people. It's estimated to be around 500,000. And um, the U.S. Agency of International Development is actually providing $100,000 in order to face this situation. The situation remains really difficult, and we really, really hope that uh, it will improve soon. And this is all for the Today Focus. Yeah, thanks so much for spending your time with us. You can follow us on Instagram at Twitter at Volcano Watch the Podcast. Um, thanks. And okay, see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.